Now, last Sunday, we, we looked at the, the letter to the Romans, and Paul was talking about Adam. And the reason why he brought up Adam is because of the Adam experience. Every human being after Adam, because Adam was the first man, and after that, everybody has the Adam experience. So what exactly is this Adam experience? Well, God gave Adam this huge, great opportunity, and he blew it because he sinned. He was banished from his sight, and then he ends up dying. And that's, that's the experience. That's the human experience of all of us. We have great opportunity, then we blow it by our sinning, and we get banished, and then we're, we're going to all end up dying. So God really wants to break this cycle. And so that's what Paul says, that the way he does it is by sending Christ. So Christ comes as a human being. He has to be a human being to break the cycle. So now Jesus is a human being, but he doesn't have the Adam experience like all of us. He has a different experience. When Jesus comes as a human, he, uh, he experiences God as one who is obedient to God. And then not so much so just, just obedience, but he goes beyond that and uh, sacrifices to the point that he dies for our benefit, for our salvation. And then after Jesus dies, he rises, he rises from the dead and then he ascends into heaven and he's with God forever. Now, we're looking at this and we're saying that, uh, oh, that, that's another option for us humans. Uh, that's the experience that I want to have. I want to have, the, I want to have the resurrection experience. I want to have Christ's experience. I don't want to have the Adam experience. And so in the next chapter, which is going to be this week, uh, Paul's going to tell us about the first time we've experienced Christ, the, 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 the Christ experience. So what exactly is this first experience that we're all supposed to have? Well, let's find out. Now, the experience that Paul is uh, talking about, the very first experience that we have of Christ is baptism. That's when we really uh, find out for the first time what it's like to be like Christ. Now, of course, a lot of us uh, were, we were babies when we were baptized. We don't remember that experience. So Paul uses uh, the baptism as a sort of a metaphor, an analogy. And what happens in baptism is uh, we, we are submerged in water. So it all has to do with water, but it's specifically running water. Running water kind of washes away the dirt, it washes away things. It's not like an old mop, you, you, you dap it into dirty water. So it's always clean water that's uh, being, uh, uh, being brushed against our bodies to, to purify us. Now here we are, we're, in, we're on, underneath the water. We're completely submerged under the water. And this represents the tomb, so we're dead, because we have all the qualities and characteristics of death. When you're, un, when you're in death, you, you don't breathe, and you can't call for help, you can't talk anymore, you can't cry out. And the same thing in water, we can't breathe underwater, we can't uh, express ourselves in water, we can't turn to God and say, God, can you help us and save us? We're completely, totally dependent on somebody else to pull us out of the death, to pull us out of the water. So that's what happens in baptism. So here we are in the water, can't breathe, can't talk, and uh, someone, someone graciously pulls us out of this, this situation, and there we are, we're pulled up. So what's the very first thing that happens when you're pulled out of this water? Well, for me, I would probably want to give uh, a big bear hug to the person that rescued me from the situation. But actually, that's not what happens. The first thing that happens when you come out of the water is you, you breathe, you breathe. Now, the breathing, is a biblical term in both Hebrew and Greek. It's the same word for spirit. That's what happens. It's the same, it's that pneuma. It's, uh, it means breathing. It means uh, having the spirit. So what happens is we get this new spirit. We, we get a new, we get a new crack at life again, a, a new life. And that's exactly the life of Christ. Christ died and then he rose and then was, gave us the, the spirit. And so our first experience of Christ is baptism. And that, that's what it means is that we now have this new life. We die and that we rise with him. 
So Paul is using this analogy to show us that, that that's what baptism, that's, that's the experience of Christ. Now here's the really good part that Paul's going to get into in uh, chapter 6, is that every moment of our, every day of our lives, we experience Christ. It's the new way now. We don't have to experience Adam anymore. And that experience is that we're obedient like Christ, we suffer for others like Christ, so people benefit from that, and we get to live God's life. We get to live the, uh, the, uh, what the Spirit gives us, the opportunity to love just like God loves. And that opposes sin. We don't sin anymore because now we're loving the way Christ loves. And so that, that love is the opposite of sin. Uh, love is that when you love, you, you, you can't sin uh, because uh, you're, uh, it's, it's a new way. So here we have that every day we get to experience Christ's new way of life. And that's the new way, the, the new special way that we have to follow Christ. So Paul in this letter is now not done yet. He's going to go on. He's going to continue in chapter 7 to talk about this love that we have. And then eventually in chapter 8, which is really a great, one of the greatest chapters of all Scripture, is he's going to talk about the Spirit and what happens when we receive the Spirit. So this is an ongoing uh, plight that we're going through that Paul is walking us through how to get, go from uh, point A, which is a sinful life, to now living the Spirit. So we have just uh, experienced now the first uh, moment of, of living Christ's life. Now how do we do it continuously every day? And that's what's yet to come in the letter. Well, I hope this is a help. I hope this gives you direction on how to read uh, uh, the, the letter to the, to the, to the Romans. And uh, we're, we're going to be going uh, soon after this in the next Sundays. Well, I hope you enjoyed this uh, video. And I'll uh, make sure you return for the, to uh, the follow-up and to see what happens uh, in uh, chapter 8.